All right, Fantasy Profits here, episode 25. And it's going to be a short show. It's just me. Everybody else is doing stuff, and we just had some conflicts. But I figure I'll try to try to get a short show in. And not as important, I don't think, to do it last night. I mean, we're in, we're in week 11. And this is episode 25. So we've been going at this for a while. If you don't sort of know which direction your team's going and where you need the help, I think that you just haven't been paying attention. But I mean, by now you should kind of have an idea whether you're, you know, you can kind of settle in or whether you need to make some big changes. Still in, in my main league, the trade deadline is this week. So there's still some time to make some deals. And this is also the last time I think most teams, I mean, if they're what, one in nine, two and eight, I mean, it's kind of weird in these 12 team and, and higher leagues, you might still have a chance at, you know, three and six, three and seven, that type of thing. And so you don't want to give up, but you definitely know where your problems are. We've talked about it on other shows where you need to start you know, making those big trades, making those two for ones, three for ones, three for twos, get players back. We just had a trade where I got Lamar Jackson in the league, which caused some problems. And I got Lamar Jackson and Tyler Boyd for Derek Carr, Michael Carter, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And at first people were up in arms and this is the worst trade ever and everything. Well, I lost to that guy this week. Michael Carter came back to what he was and had been doing. Derek Carr has been consistent, if anything. Maybe the Raiders team is having some problems. Jimmy Garoppolo had a great game. So you just never know. And when it comes to those trades, you know, it's it's uh, well, it's in the eye of the two teams that are making the trade. And I'm going to go on on the impression that collusion, I'm sure it exists out there. But for the most part, it's two teams who think that getting whatever they're getting back makes their team better, whether that be because of buys, whether that be because of their roster construction. You know, one of the things I was going to talk about with Ryan on the show was the idea that, you know, somebody makes a trade week four or five and they go, wait a minute, what do you, how can you make Lamar Jackson for Jimmy G, Michael Carter, Derek? Like that's, you can't do that. And yet during the draft, Somebody in the fourth round, fifth round, let's say they took Jimmy Garoppolo. We're not going to stop the draft and have them repick. We just assume that they, well, that that was a bad pick and that was way too early, but they wanted them and you sort of move on. But technically that was a trade. They are trading whatever player that probably should have been taken at that moment that another player takes. And then you trade where Jimmy Garoppolo should have gone, maybe, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th round in a super flex league, maybe even further down. And so some people might think that that's just as egregious mid-season, but that's what happens during the draft. So we need to rethink how we look at trades mid-season. We need to rethink about how, you know, somebody gets upset and they look at something. But I mean, in the end, most trades sort of work out in my opinion, unless there's an injury or something, but start looking at it like it's the draft. Unless we're going to start 
changing the draft and stopping the draft and going, whoa, 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 you can't take, you know, Latavius Murray that early. Whoa, 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 you can't take, you know, Ramondre Stevenson in the ninth round. What are you, dumb? And yet, that's what people say, you know, week seven, week six, week eight. So I did want to say that. I think it's an interesting idea that we look at trades during the season, and that's basically what we're doing when we start our teams. So we weren't going to spend too much time this week on waiver wire. It's a really weak, uh, it's a weak lineup as far as, you know, you have Wayne Gallman, you have guys like Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson's owned, especially, you know, doing this show on Wednesday morning where, you know, with our teams, most, I don't know if there's any quarterbacks. I mean, even Cam Newton was picked up and, Justin Fields is already out there and Jimmy G is out there. Mac Jones is, you know, Taylor Heineke is owned. So there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there. As far as running backs, guys like AJ Dillon, who are going to get a couple of weeks of work and probably be a top five back. He's already owned. Most of these guys are owned. And so this is where, you know, guys that are dropping players because other players are returning. I'm saying go out and get Khalil Herbert. I'm saying go out and grab Sony Michelle. Go out and start grabbing these handcuffs because, you know, Herbert, when he played for what it was two weeks, I mean, he was a top 10, top 15 PPR running back. And I know people like, um, you know, these main guys, but this is, you got to start stashing some of these guys. You know, maybe somebody dropped Alexander Madison or uh, I definitely am not going to start running after the 49ers running backs or the Patriots running backs because of everything we've talked about since the show started. Cause now it looks like, you know, Elijah Mitchell, he's broken finger. And I don't know how that works where you get surgery and you still play, but these guys are a different species, almost these athletes who have surgeries. And then the same week or the very next week, they're back where most of us would be, you know, on our back. Latavius Murray's back Deontay Foreman. Um, these are all nice stash stashes, but, really we don't we don't know so the lottery ticket side of this is start grabbing handcuffs who if they did start you could see them as an rb1 or rb2 so that's sort of the the running back thing with wide receivers there's really not a strategy right now i mean there's injuries that happen but the handcuff idea with wide receivers doesn't really exist to the extent of you know robert woods went down so i was kind of excited that i had van jefferson but that's not really what happened in that game. Now, granted, the Rams played pretty poorly throughout, and so it's hard to gauge maybe with it happening so fast and the injury sort of popping up out of nowhere on most of us that maybe the Rams just didn't have time to sort of rethink how, you know, Van Jefferson and Robert Woods were different. I think that moving forward, I think Odell Beckham is going to be a pretty good addition to that team. And if you grabbed him, or had him, you know, I think he's going to at least be a wide receiver two to three. Some of these other guys though, you know, how our teams, it kind of flows into the kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about this morning was how our team's going to start looking at their seasons and not just fantasy, because that doesn't really change that much because, you know, we're either, if we're in a redraft league, we're trying to win. Whereas in some of these, you know, cities and, and organizations such as the Jets, you know, maybe they don't play somebody like Corey Davis more 
and they start, you know, maybe they play Denzel Mims a little bit more or, you know, a team like the Jaguars, maybe they start looking at I think Colin Johnson. And this goes back to what I talked about a long time ago, which was go through the NFL draft and I'll just bring it up and NFL draft 2021 and start looking at some of these guys that you, you know, you know their names, you've seen them in preseason, you've seen maybe glimpses of them in, in this season. And these aren't, you know, we're not talking about the, the main guys, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddles, those guys, but I'm going to go down a little bit. Cause I said, you know, these, these teams that drafted people uh, or players in the second and third round, you know, Rashad Bateman is starting to play a lot more and it's not going to be something that they're, you know, they're going to want to move on from some of the veterans and they need to see if they can keep some of these rookies at cheaper contracts. And so just kind of go through, you know, Rondale Moore. I think that team's okay, but um, I thought that he would do a little bit more, to be honest, Dwayne Eskridge for the Seahawks. Uh, Tutu Atwell, and he's out for the year. Terrace Marshall. And I'm going to go to the third round real quick just to make sure that we didn't forget anybody. But, you know, somebody like Javonta Williams, I think, is going to start getting more play, but he's owned on most teams. Josh Palmer for the Chargers, I have talked about. I think he's going to get a little bit more. Diami Brown, Amari Rogers, Trey Sermon, Nico Collins for the Houston Texans, Anthony Schwartz for the Browns. Let's see, Trey McKitty for the Chargers, tight end. And we'll go to round four real quick to end it. But the idea that they're going to start, you know, not just 2021, but 2020. And some of the younger guys that are on development squads, you know, Des, let's see, and, and some of these guys might actually be hurt. I think Des Fitzpatrick got hurt. Amon Ross, a Brown with Josh Reynolds there. They might start slinging. It looks like um, old Goff is hurt. And so we might get a uh, backup in there. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Kene Inwangu. Inwangu. Super fast guy. He's been playing some special teams for them, but he's out of Iowa State. I really liked him. We've already talked about Ramondre Stevenson. Chuba Hubbard's played already. Uh, Jalen Darden. Has gotten some play actually for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tylon Wallace for the Ravens. Let's see, that might be it. Jacob Harris for the Rams. He got hurt actually. So start looking at start looking at uh, you know if you're on sleeper, you can actually go through the list of who's you know wide receiver two and who their backups are. Wide receiver three, who their backups are. And if you can grab these guys, if you're thin at wide receiver, grab them put them on your bench and just see what happens. Um, not as many wide receiver injuries as, you know, running backs. That's typically how we look at it. But for the most part, if you have to, you know, go out and go out and make some trades, uh, bolster your lineup. If you have a good team, you know, go down and look at some of the teams that are on the fringe of making the playoffs or on the fringe of not making the playoffs and see if you can scoop up some value from them. And it's not, something where, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you're just going to these teams and just, you know, basically gutting them. Well, no, they can't stay the way they are. And just as if, you know, you're in seventh, eighth place, you can't stay with how you are. 
injuries or not, you have got to make moves because in the next two, three weeks, it's it. And so if you have to make a move to get a win, that's the move you make. You just have to make the playoffs. There's no, you know, setting your team up, team up for week 16 doesn't exist. You have got to get to that 50, week 15, which where mo most playoffs start. You've got to get into the playoffs. After that, who knows? You also have a lot less teams vying for guys on waivers at that point. So the idea that, you know, if you can hold on to some of your fab, even a couple bucks, even if it's 10 bucks, because you might get league winners that drop into your lap because you've got, you know, two bucks and the other teams have zero. So check your, check your league settings. Some leagues reset fab once the playoffs start, but a lot of my leagues do not. So I try to keep at least 10 to 20 bucks just, you know, throughout the, throughout the playoffs, because, you know, week 15, 16, 17, those are just regular weeks, especially some of these teams that might be sitting a lot of players or, you know, if they've got things, you know, if they've got things wrapped up, they're not going to play their, you know, starters, maybe even in week 16, or maybe they play them half of week 16. So we, this is really a new, you know, setup for us, for the, for the playoffs. We have no idea how, how teams are going to take it long time ago, or just, you know, last year. And for the last, you know, however many years, most teams sat week 17. Well, we just, we have no idea how that's going to work out this year. And, and we've, we talked about the very beginning of the year that we might see um, not as many workhorse backs. That hasn't totally been the case, but I could see over time as we've gotten some more, you know, injuries to a lot of these running backs that things are going to start evening out with some of the, you know, RB twos and threes on these teams. So my suggestion typically is if you have a top five or 10 running back right now, one is their talent and two is probably their situation and that a backup running back in that same situation is probably going to be at least, you know, 80% to 90% possibly. So it'd be a really good idea to handcuff if you can your guys right now, especially going into the weather. Um, the weather seems to really cause some, um, some problems with injuries and things and guys are just breaking down on top of it. So, so last but not least, uh, well, two things, one, we're talking about, you know, how I started the show with guess who's back, back again, Cam Newton coming back. How fun is this? Now we have sort of, we don't have a recency biased. He, he was okay for New England fantasy wise. He is 32 years old, but he had problems throwing. Now he kind of got thro thrown into the fire there. And I think most of all, it's just going to be fun though. And I hope he's 80, 90% of what he was. And I think we saw a little bit of that on Sunday, you know, he came right in and I mean, if you're at the goal line, I'm excited. I have Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey in one league, and it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch, just knowing, you know, that those guys I think are going to pile up points. And if you can, I don't know if in a one quarterback league, I guess he'd be okay, depending on your situation, but definitely in a super flex, you got to grab this guy. If your quarterback situation is not set, you definitely need to, to check him out. Now, week 11, we have the Broncos and the Rams. Um, they're going to be out. And I mean, that's a killer. There's a ton of players that are on by this week for uh, those two teams. And, you know, this, 
this last week we had a ton also the Bengals, the bears have a few players montgomery justin fields you know robinson and mooney had some nice games and then the giants have you know a handful of big big time guys not as much with the houston texas maybe brandon cooks because it looks like Terod taylor is going to start but man with the rams out but like we said, maybe they can figure out this, this Odell Beckham, Ben Jefferson, Cooper Cup thing. We saw Cooper Cup's role didn't really change. I think he had 13 targets. And Now looking ahead, and this is something that, you know, during trades, if you're going to make some trades, guys sometimes don't look ahead. They don't look at the schedule. They don't look at, you know, I typically, before I make a trade, I will go through the next couple weeks of the team. Um that I'm trading, trading for or trading with, and just kind of seeing how my try, trade might help him. Cause it may be that, you know, I don't know that I play him next week or I play him in two weeks. And if I'm on the cusp of making the playoffs um, and if, you know, it's a coin flip trade, then I'm not going to make the trade. So week 12, looking ahead, we have the chiefs and Cardinals. So that's another big killer. These late, these late buys, I just don't understand them. I mean, I, why, Every buy should be week seven, eight, nine, ten, and then you cut the season in half. I'd almost be in favor of just having there be a buy right in the middle, and they just have all AFC teams play week nine and week ten, all NFC teams play, and you just that's it. All the buys are done after that. This, this, um, these buys that go into week fourteen, it's just I have yet to hear anybody give a good answer. I'm sure there is. They're trying to, you know, put enough product out on television and out on the stands and, you know, for, for fans and everything. But I would rather just take a week off right in the middle with AFC and NFC teams or something. But so we have week 12, Arizona and Kansas City. Then week 13, Carolina, Browns, Packers, Titans. So another huge, huge list. of. I mean, there's my Carolina Panthers, right? I'm not going to have DJ Moore, no Christian McCaffrey. No Robbie Anderson, no Cam, no Ryan Tannehill, no AJ Brown, no Devonte Adams, no Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's so week thirteen. Prepare yourself, especially if um, if that's a big game for you. And then week fourteen, finally, we have the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles. Not as many, but I mean, that's the week before the playoffs. So if it means you trading some of the players in this list. It's not a bad idea because to, to take an L, if you've got a ton of guys and you can somehow, you know, get a player, you know, I had a, a trade offer a few weeks ago and it was Kareem Hunt and Keenan Allen or Devonte Adams for Alvin Kamara. And I was really tempted to take the, the uh, Keenan Allen side because they're done with their buy. And that's just an extra 15, 20 points. I ended up taking Devontae Adams just because I think the upside, I think he can help you win, you know, win a week with some of these 30, 40 point games that he's put up in the past. Whereas Keenan Allen, I don't see that too often. He's just maybe a little bit more consistent, but definitely with your traits, make sure you are checking. All right. So week 11 waivers, we've said there's not a ton out there with, with uh, running backs, it's kind of the usual guys. It's Devonta Foreman, uh, Wayne Gallman. Looks like Cordero Patterson might actually play in that game. You know, Patrick Taylor out of Green Bay. You now he's the backup. He had a couple carries. 
but it looks like, you know, they have a buy. What was it? Week, week uh, 13. So you're only going to get two weeks out of that. And at least it looks like with Aaron Jones and then with uh, wide receivers, I mean, there's not much. We mentioned Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Jamal Agnew has been out there. Deontay Harris for the saints. DeAndre Carter, do you need just a PPR guy? He had I think, three catches and 50 yards and a touchdown. So he's one of those guys that maybe can get you 10 yards. Marcus Johnson for Tennessee looked really good with Julio on IR. He had, what, five for 100? He actually had a few games when he was back with Indianapolis. He had a handful of games that were pretty good. Ryan Edwards looks like he was, you know, playing a little bit more. And problem is he just doesn't get a lot of targets. So he had, I think, three three catches out of four targets. So, and they were kind of playing from behind for most of that game. I do like Gabriel Davis. And they are talking about Cole Beasley having some rib problems and that his play over the last couple of weeks has been a, an issue. So if they rest him, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has been droppable pretty much. And Gabe Davis is a 22 year old. He's only been in the league, what, two years. And I think he's got, a really bright future. And I'm kind of surprised they uh, decided to go out and get Emmanuel Sanders, but maybe they just wanted a fourth wide receiver and they got him pretty cheap. But I think Gabe Davis is a nice player because he's one of those guys that could get you three for 75 and a touchdown, especially on that, on that team. Last but not least, we have, we have uh, tight ends. Logan Thomas looks like he might be back. He's been just out forever. And then there's guys like Uzama, Conklin, uh, Ingram out there. Everett had a nice game, actually. And I'm not quite sure what the difference was last week with him because he had not had a great game uh, in quite a while. I think week one was the last time he had a, a, a nice game. So, all right. We are available on iTunes. We're available on Spotify. We're available pretty much anywhere and everywhere. So, hey, everybody, it's week 11 and uh, time to start circling the wagons and figuring out things. And uh, I wish you all well. And for Ryan and for me, great week 11. Bye. When I'm rocking the table while he's operating, you waited as long to stop debating because I'm back. I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problems complicating. So the FCC won't let.